Well, hello for Northeast by Midwest. My name is Jonathan Jones. How you doing? How's your day? How's your week? How's God blessed you? Well, today I am here with my good friend. Fred Brunel. Fred Brunel. Frederick. Fred, the Fred Meister. All right. It's good to have you, Fred. And Fred's going to share a little bit about his testimony today, right, Fred? But yeah. What we thought we'd do first is uh, we're going to just chat a little bit, Fred and I. Oh, let's see about friendship, right? I just did a podcast a few weeks ago with uh, two of my uh, really closest friends I grew up with. And so um, I thought it'd be nice for Fred and I to talk a little bit about how we met, uh, a little bit about our friendship. I'm, I'm one of his friends and, and one of his pastors. So yeah. I don't know if you'd call me a fraster or a friend. What do you think, Fred? <laughs> Something like that? Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what, what do you remember? How did we actually meet? Do you even remember? I remember um, I was looking for a church when I first moved into the area, and I knew about Lisbon Falls Baptist. Mm. I believe you was one of the first people before yeah. Mrs. McDonald came up to me and talked to me. Yeah. And, and that's how we met. Right. And uh, the former pastor, Pastor Steve, Pastor DeGroff, he had, you kind of, sort of through him, kind of rededicated your life or just, you know, the Lord. Yes, I did. Yeah, you did. So... So it's, it's a great story, isn't it, about, you know, just God bringing you back. And um, I know you're going to share a little bit about that in your testimony. I want to give you time for that. And so for those of you that are listening, if you're not familiar with what a testimony is, Fred's going to do a nice job here. I don't know all the things he's going to share, but I've heard him share this many times. And a testimony is really just bragging on what God has done in our life, right? And so Fred's going to kind of do that um, in some different ways. But before he does... I like sharing, not bragging. Well, right. But 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 we're not bragging about... Uh, you're not bragging about you. You're bragging about God, right? And yes. so, yeah. No, I don't mean that... Uh, strike that. Strike that, okay? I didn't mean yeah. that you're going to brag. But but we, we, we brag about the Lord. We share about the Lord and what He's done. And so, yeah, it's just a, a witness of what God's done in your life. So we've had quite a few adventures, haven't we, Fred? Um, oh, yeah. We have. So I asked you before, um, I don't know what he's going to share now, so I could be very scared. But there's one in particular, if, if he doesn't share, it's all right. I'll embarrass myself. Um, let's see. Would you like to go first and share an adventure? Sure. Or two? Okay. Uh, well, go ahead. What What is something you and I have done okay. together? Okay. I remember the first time we went up to the men's retreat. Mm. And where do we go for men's retreat? That those uh, are? up in Jackman, Maine, at Moose River Outpost. Moose River great... MRO, right? Yeah. It... And where is it at? In Jackman, Jackman, Maine. And so it's about what three hours from us. Right? Yeah, yeah, give it a little take. I mean, it literally sits what an hour from Quebec City, Canada, right? Yeah, so... something like that. Yeah. Okay, so keep going. Um, we just following um, the people up on the very first one for these, and a moose came right out in front of his truck. <laughs> and... And then he slows up, and all we could see at the time, Pastor John had his Volvo we were sitting in. I was getting around much slower back then. Yeah, you were, yeah. And all we could see is the moose head and the antlers. Then all of a sudden, the moose turns around on the way by this guy's green pickup truck. He kicks the door, and the guy thought he hit him, but the moose actually kicked the door. <laughs> the, that happened just about a mile or two up from the camp entrance. Yeah. As he was getting ready to turn in, this is one ear, antler moose, a young one, stuck his nose out, just sniffing the plate. He honks the horn and walk, walks That's right, after, So we saw two moose that time. I yeah. forgot about the second one. Yeah, and so just to, to elaborate on that, 
we're coming down a hill and then as we come down there's this giant that we see over the top of the other truck so you have to see we've come down a hill and we're coming up another and we just see this oh it was quite well so the other one i was thinking of you and i have had all these adventures yeah, and i have one more i do okay but we, we seem to have crazy adventures and moose river outposts don't we uh, i don't know which one you're yeah. going to share but you know, Fred... Uh, Something well, about getting wet. Oh, about getting wet. All right, I'll let you share that. <laughs> if you weren't going to, I was. But, um, you know, one year Fred had a, an, an accident at camp where, where he got a concussion. And uh, him and I had quite an experience that time, too. Yeah. And so it just seems like you and me and Moose River Outpost and Men's Retreat... It, we, we can laugh about it now, but we just have these crazy adventures. So something about getting wet. Was it raining or something? Uh, no, no, no. We was going out in the canoe, and I have to have my good camera. Okay. And the plans was was for Pastor John to be in the back, because he tends to steer the canoe much better than I do. But we have to get in the wrong canoe, and I couldn't turn around right. So as he got in, Steve Dorff pushed him off. And I'm, I'm like, and he sat down, realized he was facing each other. He went to stand up. And before I told him not to not stand up, we was, we was tipped over. <laughs> <laughs> I will never forget. So for those of you who've ever canoed, and Fred and I have both done some canoeing. Of course, this story does not lend well that we're good canoeing people. <laughs> no. Probably no one will ever get in a canoe with us again, Fred. But yeah, so what happens is we're facing each other and... By the grace of God, this could have been really bad because if we'd gotten out, Fred is in much better shape now. And back then, y- 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 you just weren't. You were coming off an accident, which you're going to share a little bit yeah, about. Yeah, and I was and up underneath the canoe. You were. And so we, and I remember looking at you and just fear in your eyes. And all of a sudden, when you realized we were standing up to our waist, we were good to go. But to make insult to injury, poor Fred's beautiful $1,000 camera is just floating <laughs> in the Moose River. You know, so anyway. But it worked out. It dried out. It worked out, out, and we joke about it now, don't we? Yeah. The the joke is sort of like the, do you know what the presidential rule is? That the president and the vice president never ride in the same car. The rule was Fred and I are not allowed to be in a canoe together. But for those of you on here, uh, newsflash, we still do it, don't we, Fred? (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, uh, and and actually, what's funny is how many times before that had we done it? Probably eight or ten. Several. Yeah, we would always go out. Remember that one year we saw the moose come out in the water? and Yeah. So... For those of you on here, this is not a podcast about this. Maybe we'll do another one. Yep. But one of most, oh my, almost a choke there on my, uh, boy, that, that would have made some really great stuff here. Anyway, (laughs) I almost choked on my little uh, lozenge I was, uh, you know, uh, sucking on there. So, um, Moose River Outpost in Jackman, Maine is on Heald Pond is in my opinion you look at bald mountain in maine now there's a couple of bald mountains but this one is right up on the border yeah i think is one of the the most beautiful places i've ever seen i mean it's in my top 10 uh, you know i've been to some other pretty places in the world but this place is that great isn't it fred yeah we, it just really holds a dear place in our hearts so amen all right well we've got lots of things we could talk about but i brought fred on here specifically because i wanted him to share with you what he shared with me about how god has worked in his heart and uh, I just want to say as your friend, um, which honestly I think is more important as your pastor, but as your friend, it thrills me to see God work in your life, Fred. And, you know, I even know some of the things that you've went through this last year. It's not been easy. But as I look at it, I see God growing faith in you because I think if you'd handled these even five, seven years ago, 
you just weren't ready, right? And we all, isn't that all of our testimony? Yep. That God grows us. So enough for me. Um, why don't you take it away? And Fred, just tell us, tell us your testimony <coughs> about what God's done in your life and uh, where, where you were and where you are. Well, I grew up in a home that my dad was was not a Christian. Mm-hmm. My mom was. Okay. And the church I was going to is happened to be a group of ladies that helped lead my mom to the Lord. Mm-hmm. But my dad always encouraged me to go to church. Mm-hmm. He always listened to a Rex Humbada or Robbers. Mm-hmm. His favorite was... Um, oh, I can't think of it now. Jerry Falwell. Jerry Falwell, okay. His yeah. his favorite. He used to sit there and he said, and that was when uh, we had some family time. But that's when family time came and he said, we need to sit down yep. and listen to this. So God was working in his life then. He Amen. never rejected the word. The pastors came over. Mm-hmm. Um, Pastor Frazier came over. Matter of fact, I mean, Pastor Dale, that mm-hmm. you, Pastor Dale Morrell, yeah, yeah, you knew. Um, so this is your dad. You're this about. is my actual dad. Yeah, you're, you're who probably. passed away in '93, which 93. I get to. Okay. Um, so I grew up going to church, and through the years, yes, I was picked on in school, and even in the church, I was picked on. Mm-hmm. That's a whole nother discussion at a different time. Because of my faith. Mm-hmm. Um, I was involved in Christian Service Brigade, which is used to be something like um, mm-hmm. an off-branch of the Boy Scouts, but we did everything they did. Okay. Learned everything they did. Went camping. We did things. Even went to camp up in Level Maine to Frontier Camp. Okay. Uh, but we also had to learn scripture. Mm-hmm. And we had our devotional time. And, of course, we had games. But the main thing is devotion time, how the leaders took time mm-hmm. for that. And they was doing it because of the glory of God, not Amen. Uh, getting paid. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, sure, then going to, I was involved in the World Life Quiz team at the church. Mm-hmm. Um, matter of fact, my quiz coaches still alive saw her a few weeks ago awesome and if you don't mind i'm going to insert here some that might not know word of life is word of life fellowship and so if you listen to this podcast i just did an interview you don't probably know this and in real time with you and i doing this interview conversation here um i interviewed john and christy page who are missionaries in south africa and their podcast is going to be dropping this coming week and so for those of you that's the same organization so keep going friend and so I was on the quiz team, which we competed, and it, you get humbled real quick. Mm. And in between this, I accepted the Lord up in the church. And back then, and the church I was going to, you had to walk down front of everybody. So you're a Christian at this time? Yes. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, you had to walk down front. Right. Which was a little nerve-wracking. Oh, yeah. Then the pastor directed you, and one of the deacons took you. Mm-hmm. In, into one of the rooms and talk to you and make sure you, yeah, you, you know, knew what you was doing right. and the decision. So just like, how old are you at this time? Between 10 and 12. Okay, all right. So you're in junior high. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, maybe a little bit younger. It was somewhere in there. Okay. I was young. Um, 
right is I don't remember the time of day, but you don't need to know the time of day. God knows the time of day. He knows your heart. Amen, Fred. Amen. And through the years, I end up leaving that church and going to another church. That's God led me to go there through Mm -hmm. a singles group that I met all kinds of great singles and they're very supportive. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, we met, we used to have a singles group from Ohio that used to come up. Oh, cool. Um, the fellowship once a year with us. Cool, I don't think and I knew that. And we had this, um, um, we had a big thing that was going on. Why did you point at me when you said Ohio? Because <laughs> you're from Ohio. Oh, oh, that's all I am, I forgot, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> but um, on that note, um, how I went to that church, I saw Vallidoa for it, they call Singspiration, they mm-hmm. did, they had different people doing, singing songs, and we did skits and mm-hmm. everything, which I wrote a skit. God Give Thanks went with the Give Thanks song. Okay. Um, God just used me there that I even taught at third grade in VBS. Okay. Uh, but during that time between I left the other church in the 90s and went early 90s and went to the church I was just <clears throat> talking about and my dad passed away in 1993. Yeah, yeah. With brain cancer. Yeah, that's hard stuff. And back then, they didn't know much right, about right. brain cancer, so. Yeah. And it's still hard, isn't it? It I mean, is. That's what? That's 20, that's 27, it's almost 30 years ago. And you still, it still gets you, doesn't yeah, it? And I was in my 20s when that happened, early 20s. Yeah. So it hit me kind of hard. My dad and I was close, but not really close. But mm-hmm. part of that was my fault. Mm-hmm. I rejected him. But he did become the older Lord. He confirmed that with mm-hmm. Pastor Morrell. Awesome. And um, the deacon that went with him. And Pastor Morrell came up to him and said, your dad wanted to make sure. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, my dad's memory was going at that time. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, God can use anybody. Mm-hmm. And my dad wasn't a Christian. But he still used them to make mm-hmm. sure I stayed in the faith. Yeah, amen. Love it. After that, I started to backslide a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Because I didn't handle I didn't try to commit suicide. Because mm-hmm. everything just hit me hard. Sure. And I won't forget, I went down to a place called McQuake Bay. All I had to do was flip the car, let the water come in. Mm-hmm. It would have knocked me out. Mm-hmm. But something stopped me, hit mm-hmm. the brakes right before, and I went back to the church. And it ha- was happening during um, when the special events was going on. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> all the singles that was involved in the church and in that special event from uh, that group, our, our church group, was outside praying for my safety. They didn't went looking for me. Wow. So I left a couple of notes. Mm. And that's where Praise God. My <clears throat> friend Allison um, Haskell it used to be, I can't remember the last name before that, but it's now it's Allison Dion. i known her since the beginning of 93. Mm-hmm. Right. And she and, has had a big ministry in your life. Yeah. yeah and I praise God for that. Now we reconnected over the years. Mm-hmm. Her and her family were talking. Mm-hmm. Um, that could end up bad. So she called the hospital. I ended up in the place for a while. But mm-hmm. they did let me go out to church with supervision. Mm-hmm. 
my head was just really messed up. Sure. So I got back on track and I was involved in professional wrestling and I ended up getting in. And this shows you how Satan can use something that's helping you mm-hmm. against you. So can I stop you for a second, Yeah. I don't want to... Don't worry, he's going to give the rest of his testimony. But I think this is an important point that I really appreciate about your testimony. So, in other words, just because you come to faith in Jesus, life's not easy. We still make bad choices. And sometimes God allows hard things, right? Yeah. And and so the the point is, uh, even if we feel like we're losing our faith, God doesn't lose us, right? Yeah. That's why he doesn't give up on you. Amen. Um, I was... We got involved in professional wrestling, and it's not professional wrestling. Wrestling, I'm gonna make this clear because I get tired of hearing this. Mm-hmm. It's not professional wrestling that made me go down the road I went. Sure, it's the choices I made and listened to the devil. Right. Yeah. And I make that clear, and I say it again: mm-hmm. the choices I made mm-hmm. and listened to the devil. Right. Because he will take your weak points and use them against you. Oh yeah, he'll even use good stuff. Right. Yep. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. And <clears throat> I got involved in drugs. I got and I became an alcoholic. I would drink from sunup to sunset. Mm. But that was my choice. And a lot of that was just trying to drown out things. I really mm-hmm. didn't cope with my dad's death. And mm-hmm. you know a little bit about that mm-hmm. for me, Pastor John, because of something happened recently. Mm-hmm. But it was a different situation than that. Um, but I was, didn't cope with it. But down the line, I coped with it. And I went through scares and I went through but I go thousand four to when I moved to Florida. Okay. This is after my mom got remarried to my stepdad and I happened to move to Florida almost a year because I was down there for two and a half years. They was down there for over three mm. before we moved back to Maine. Um Moved down there. God kept trying to draw me in. And that, mm-hmm. I went to church down there. It was Mount Moriah a couple of times. Matter of fact, they even had me in the choir of my mom. They didn't care if I was uh, a member or not. If that wasn't the part. Mm-hmm. But the stress, they wanted to say, it's a loving place. And this is where God works. It's not where we work. It's how God works through us. Amen. <clears throat> and I was there for a while then. Again, I went back to my old ways, and mm-hmm. I just didn't want to let go. Um, I was trying to cling on to wrestling and different things for the wrong reason. Mm-hmm. Well, I ended up going through a divorce. Mm-hmm. That just about destroyed me, too. And that's my friend, Neil, that you heard me talk about. Mm-hmm. It's coming to play with some other people I know down there. And Neil, if you listen to this, we we appreciate you. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> and he's. As a matter of fact, I still talk to him now. Yeah. Um, it, he helped me through some difficult so times. Can I, I stop him. you there, though? Yeah. So a couple things you said. Uh, one, you you had a drug problem. You were an alcoholic. Yep. So there's hope in Jesus, right? Yep. Number two. You've mentioned several different people. So whether it's Allison, I happen to know her. I don't know your friend Neil. I look forward to meeting him. But but God brings people along, doesn't he? And he does. They're kind of like stop signs. And 
So it's just a reminder, you know, that sometimes now some of us are those stop signs or maybe someone that's struggling. Don't give up. You never give up on people, right? No, you don't. And uh-huh. you don't give up on people's families because what I've seen in my lifetime alone uh-huh. and the hurt of things, and I'll get to that a little bit later. It's a awakening. Mm-hmm. No, my friend's Neil's not saved, mm-hmm. but he does believe. Mm-hmm. Um, God bless him now because he helped me through a lot of difficult times I was in Florida. Amen. Then I moved back to Florida, from Florida to Maine because my ex moved to Vermont and mm-hmm. that ended up losing contact. That's a whole nother story for a different time. Mm-hmm. If I retell that story. Yeah. Um, this would be close to my kids. I just didn't want her to think I was following around. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I came back. But in between that, and I forgot, left out one important thing. I ended up getting up, quitting drugs. I wouldn't, don't want nothing to do with them. Mm-hmm. Um, it has nothing to do about some of the tragic things I saw or anything. It was just. I didn't want to do them anymore because right. awesome. it wasn't good. It didn't make me feel any better. It actually made me feel worse. Yeah. Alcohol. Alcohol just drowned my sorrows. And praise God, I never did anything stupid, but alcohol can make it. I've seen people do stupid things. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. leave it like that. Yep. Um, but. <clears throat> God took me off all that, moved back to Maine in 2006. Okay. So this is 16 years ago. Yeah, and lived in Portland. I was in between places of Portland and Gray, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, helped my mom and stepdad move. I jumped ahead a little bit because, I, for the sake of time. Mm-hmm. But this is one of the critical things in my life. In 2009, April 2009, and you can be my witness, a few years ago, I can't remember the date mm-hmm. when this happened. Right. Um, in 2009, I just helped my mom and stepdad um, move into their new place mm-hmm. and help get sold on the way to work. I remember now. And I'm going to stress, I remember now, I was going through a yellow light. I would stop. I would slid right through the intersection. This is in Portland, Maine. Mm-hmm. Over by Deering Oaks Park, whoever may know where that's at. Mm-hmm. Um, I got broadside by a car come flying down the hill there. So they, they I can tell you, that light must mm-hmm. not, they had to go through a red light. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I don't remember the impact. It, there was only one door. Of the car that they could open. It was a back passenger door. And they took me out that way, I was told. Wow. I remember waking up, seeing people around. But I don't know if that was at the scene or the hospital. Then that was the last thing I remember for two weeks. And you were in the hospital for two weeks? Two and a half months. Two and a half months. And there's more to this. Um... I was told by a family member that they thought, they talked to the people and they actually pronounced me dead on arrival. Mm, wow. <coughs> Excuse me. I got something to No, go right ahead. 
So, you know, as Fred's getting a little drink there, it's just a great reminder of the grace and goodness of God, isn't it? Because when you listen to this story, friends, you know, none of us is ever too far from his grace. So, keep going. <coughs> this shows God wasn't done with me yet. Mm. I was in the hospital two and a half weeks. My mom found out and my stepdad, they, they was in walking distance of the hospital in Portland. They came up, and I was told they saw tubes out on me. I didn't even know I was in the hot unit for a while. Right. Um, I was told my mom passed out. Mm. And I was told that I did come to it. I don't remember saying anything. That I wish I was dead. I wish it actually... I don't remember any of that. Mm-hmm. And I sure. was... Reminded by somebody who came and saw me, I said that. Mm. Being there for two and a half months, and they were trying to get me walkward, a walker a little bit, which they did. And praise God that, I just say, some of the tubes came out, catheter came out. Because mm-hmm. they were thinking about sending me home with a catheter, and that wouldn't have gone well with me. Yeah. So, let me, how long until you remember getting consciousness? Like, what was, well, was it a couple of weeks until you remember uh, that? Or? Uh, it was a way Until you just, remember, you know what I mean? When I woke up, and I was trying to figure out where I was, and if I remember correctly, a nurse came and said, oh, you're awake. It's good to see you. Then, I don't remember the discussion, then, but later, a little bit later on down the line, in the hospital, and I started to realize where I was, or remembering things. Mm-hmm. They asked if I remember that conversation with the nurse, and I said, no, she said she informed you it was an accident. Mm-hmm. And they was trying to tell me different procedures and stuff, which they have to do. Right. Um, I was not aware of that, and I said, no, I don't remember. So we had to sit down, mm-hmm. and good grief, it was about two and a half hours worth of things they had to tell me. Wow. And they got me to walk. They didn't want me to go back with the place I was living because they didn't really want me to walk, try sure. go upstairs and stuff. Oh, yeah. So, God, and this is by the grace of God, my mom and stepdad went to the place where they was living. There was an apartment that opened up over. Mm. So I was in a wheelchair accessible. I was in the wheelchair almost a year. So, I don't know, it, whoever's listening to this, I know another friend of mine, Dale Crafts, you mm-hmm. know him. Yeah, I do. Um, he was with a motorcycle accident. Sometimes you get his testimony on the podcast. Yeah, I will. Um, and he's paralyzed from the waist down. Well, I didn't know Dale at the time. I met him afterwards. <clears throat> but I'm thankful I can walk, but I could barely walk. And mm-hmm. Pete, John, we call him PJ, sorry. Um, remember that because when I first came to Lisbon, I was Will Walker, oh, and yeah. um, that was just about a year after my accident. Mm-hmm. I don't remember you with a walker, but I remember you with a very noticeable limp. Yeah, and, 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 and even cane. now, you're almost to the point where you don't always need the cane, which is pretty well, cool. Actually, and we'll get to that. Um, <clears throat> It's been a long, hard road, but well, I was going to say, Mike, out the hospital, I called Pastor Morrell, mm-hmm. Um And you tell me this wasn't God doing it. He happened to pull out the photo that 
was taken of the first singles group. Mm. And he was looking at me at the time I called. That was pretty cool. And I couldn't find my Bible because I wanted to... I started studying the word and I said, he said, you can't find your Bible? He said, what's your address? Yeah. And he said, I get this Bible and I send it out to you and he, I still have that Bible at home. Awesome. And he sent it to me and I had it in two days. Sweet. That's so cool. And, I, and we stayed in contact a little bit. Mm-hmm. Then I ended up moving, coming to Lisbon Falls. Um, Which is where I live. Yeah. And you live now. Yeah. And uh, then God worked out at the time. I have a friend named Cleve Knowles I grew, graduated with in high yeah. school. Yeah. He lived just a few blocks over from me. Yeah. It was funny because I, that's when he was on Facebook. Mm-hmm. We started talking. And he was going to our church at the time. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And he brought me uh, to uh, Lisbon Falls Baptist. Well, I already knew about Lisbon Falls Baptist. This goes back to the World Life Quiz Team days. Back mm-hmm. in the day, right. we had areas, regional, and um, the big one, uh, World Life. Well, we had to go through Lisbon Falls. Mm-hmm. And that's where I met Pastor McDonald back then. Yeah. Before he passed away, mm-hmm. and everything, when we was not very like quizzing because <laughs> you, we, we didn't lose. If we lost, it was in one of the final matches. Mm-hmm. But we actually won three straight years undefeated. So awesome! And that was all by God's grace. But anyways, God brought me back to Lisbon Falls Baptist, and that's where I met you. Amen. Amen. And then. We've been going on from there ever since. And I can't remember the exact date, but I know it was the 10th. It was on what we called the fifth Sunday. Yeah. I, I asked Pastor Steve if I could talk to him. Mm-hmm. And every day I came myself to the Lord. Matter of fact, it's over uh, what we used to call a prayer tree. You had the prayer yeah. list right in that seat right and there. And I in think the back. that was 2012, right? Was that sound right? 2010. Oh, that was 2010. Okay. All right. I couldn't remember. So you've actually been at the church then for 12 years now. Yeah. Okay, I don't know why I keep thinking it was 2012. Awesome. No, it was 2010. So there's a lot more things um, that we'll have you share another time. There's a couple of things I want to double down on. Okay? Yeah. Um, first of all, thank you. I know that's a hard thing for you to share. And you and I didn't talk about this before, so I hope you're okay with this. But uh, for those of you that you know are listening, um, you know, Fred's walked through some hard valley since. Uh, yeah, recently yeah. working our way, you know, working our way back. Um, cause I know this might be hard for you to talk about, so I'll, I'll share it a little bit. Uh, Fred just this year, uh, has buried his mom and, uh, his sister just passed away. He has a couple of sisters. One is still living. And about three years ago, he buried his stepfather, Keith, who, uh, you know, Keith played an integral role the last 10 or 12 years. And Fred, I just want to say for those of you listening, Fred has been a, fantastic example of what it means to honor your mom Fred and I'm going to remind you again I know it was hard I know it wasn't always easy but uh, you did what the Bible says to honor your mother and father and that's awesome and in between Fred decided that wasn't enough so he got a shoulder surgery which we won't talk about now but you know he's been he's been through quite a bit and I guess the point is brother I appreciate the fact that you know the more I read the Bible the more convinced I become that one of the marks of genuine salvation, you know, someone being regenerate, 
is a patient, perseverant, enduring faith. You know, it's not a perfect faith, but it's a faith that even when you want to give up, you know that song we sing at church? Yeah. He will hold me fast. You know, Fred, God has surely um, shown that in your life. And even when you wanted to let go, and you and I have had some conversations where you were about done with everything, right? And same here. We've all had those. The great news is he doesn't let us go. There's one thing I want to leave with, if I can. Of course. Oh, a couple of things, but my favorite verse in the Bible is Matthew 6, 33. Mm, amen. And in the What's King, it say? In the King James, it says, But seek ye first the kingdom mm. of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Boom. And that's Matthew six thirty three. It's worded a little bit different than the NIV and the mix, mm-hmm. but you know it's not that different. It's the words are almost the same. Right. But the thing is, the key in there for me is seek ye first mm. the kingdom of God. Amen. And I didn't do that for a while, and God's trying to call me back. Mm-hmm. And he, you can say a spiritual spanking he gave me. Mm-hmm. He said, "I'm not done with you on earth yet, but." You don't, it's basically it's a wake up call. Mm-hmm. And God will uh, bring you back one way or the other. And That's it's right. like a parent when you have to punish your kids. So right. if they don't listen, yeah. he, the punishment gets more severe. And he does it out of love. Yeah, and I can say amen to that because my own testimony is that, you know, there's a, there's a verse in Hebrews where God says, those he loves, he chastens as a father or son. And so, you know, for those of us that have been spanked by the Lord, it's not fun. And if you're out there, run to the cross because it is not fun when we do our stubborn thing. Um, but when we do, he loves us enough that he <laughs> gets us, doesn't he? He does. Amen. And I'm going to leave on the note because you referred to it a couple of times. Yes, I can walk much better. Mm-hmm. Um, I keep my cane with me because I, due to my pelvis break, I ain't go into it. I go into it another time. I can feel the pressure sometimes, but it wants to do like a pop. Mm-hmm. It's the way it heals. It never did surgery on me. Mm-hmm. They let it naturally heal. But I can walk with the cane, do things without the cane, but I like to have it nearby when I start feeling that. Mm-hmm. So I can walk. But it's only by the grace of God that I'm able to do all these things. Amen. And Amen. And, I'm very and thankful for that. I am too, Fred. And I am, you know, the other thing I do want to say that, and I tell you this a lot, and I think it should be said publicly, but I wish a, a lot of people that were Christians had the dedication and the servant's heart that you have. And this is not a time to brag. I'm not trying to brag on you, but brag on the Lord for you. Um, you know, Fred has been involved in just about everything at our church. He serves as a trustee. Uh, he serves um, in our youth group. He's helped the academy. Um, tonight, what are we doing tonight at my house? Prayer meeting. We're having prayer meeting. We call it PSG, per small group, right? And so I appreciate that, Fred, as, as a friend, but also as a pastor, you know, and, and uh, he's really, really become part of our family, right? We, uh, yes. you know, really kind of like uh, brothers from different mothers. And uh, so that's... Um, probably what the title of this podcast will be brothers from different mothers a testimony uh i did a podcast a few weeks ago with a couple other my friends so 
Any and, final and not, words? And not Wet Brothers? Not Wet Brothers. No, let's... Oh, great. So, you know, you made almost the whole time again. It was it was 25 minutes without bringing up the canoe trip, but there you go. All right. Any final words, Fred? No, all I can say is it's tempting to walk away from the Lord, and it's tempting you... We want all these things, a smart TV, smartphones, or we want the new car, or we want this for our life. It's great to have those things, but take a step back, mm. especially if you know the Lord. That's right. What does God want you to do? And I don't have time to share now, Bob, and going up and down the road with something else, and it's great opportunities. But I have to step back to what God wants me to do right now. Right. And that's a whole nother, maybe podcast or something. Yeah, sure. And we'll bring you back. Yeah. I'm paying you so much for this, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But my biggest prayer for everybody is stay steadfast in God and seek him first. Amen. And even I forget that sometimes. That's why he has my good friend. Pastor John or John here to remind me and his family of that and and a couple of friends but these guys mean a lot to me and but he had God's using to remind me and sometimes I even ask myself do I really want to go down while I went down down the road I've been through before mm-hmm. and I don't because I know what the consequence was and I really don't want to do that right. again Yeah, and God's not ready to close the book on me and my mm-hmm. adventure of life is not done yet mm-hmm. even though sometimes we wish we could mm-hmm. just say it's done yeah yeah amen and that's all I'm going to say that's <laughs> right awesome now. well thank you for coming on Fred and sharing that for those of you that have shared your testimony before or been through something like uh, my brother Fred has Actually, his full name is Frederick Burnell, but uh, he goes, excuse me, he goes by Fred. But, you know, this is a raw thing to share that. And so I appreciate you doing it. And be honest with you, sometimes, a lot of times, it's not easy to share. No, and it's emotional. I mean, I I saw you a couple times kind of choking up because this is real stuff, right? It brings back real emotions and hard things. But through this, I used to hate talking to people, Mm -hmm. even small groups or one person and I remember standing up in our English class had to read my paper that he had to write or right. yeah, or something through wrestling being in front of thousands of people at times mm-hmm. God t- used those things to teach me Amen. and I feel more comfortable talking to more people than I do less people now. You do. And, and, you know, I just want to say, any one of us and all of us should be a witness. We just had a young lady from our community that works at a local place that Fred invited. And she showed up for church Sunday, didn't she? And, and I was told she's planning on coming again. I was told the same thing. And so it's a, it's a good example of why God, you know, so all that, all that stuff, all that, that, that junk, some, some, some you created, some you didn't, uh, God still has a purpose. And, and I'm going to make it clear right before we go. It's not me, because sometimes I leave things out of my chest. It's God leaving what he wants me to share about it. And that's the way I want my life to be. That's right. And, you know, I I think of that verse you shared. You know, we we have a saying uh, for, you know, my story, his glory. Your story, his glory. You know, and 
I had an old professor that used to say it like this. He'd say, there's two things that will last, the word of God and the souls of men. And I think that verse reminds us of that. Seek first his kingdom. So for Northeast by Midwest, I've been here today with... Fred Brunel. Fred Brunel. So for Northeast by Midwest, you have a great day. And like Fred quoted for us, and Jesus said, seek first God's kingdom and all these things will be added unto you. See you next time.